Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Small Talk Japan. Usually on this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. But today, we have the special honor of using an entire show to tell you about my favorite place in Japan, and that is Tenmon Khan. Joining me today are my regular co hosts, Natsuki and Alex. Hello. We're going to talk the entire show about Tenmon Khan. Yeah. Nice. Natsuki, when I say Tenmon Khan, what do you think? Hangover. <laughs> I told you, I told Natsuki before we went on there today, I said, no negative comments. She said, gotcha. But that's first comment. That's not negative. That's the result of a good night before. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a positive in a way. So uh, <laughs> go, going on along those lines, Alex, what, what's your, when I say Temonkan, what do you think? Hangover. <laughs> no, um, good food. Good food. Good people. Good people. Good um, drinks. Good drinks. Good drinks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Friends as well. Yeah. I always see my friends there. Um, you know, for those of you at home who probably have never seen Temokan before, uh, Temokan is the kind of the downtown heart of Kagoshima. Um, and before we really get into it, I, I kind of want to give you a little bit of a, a visual uh, of what it looks like and a little bit of the history. So let's go to that video. Just a few minutes tram ride away from the bullet train. You'll find yourself arriving here. This lively, bustling intersection sits in the heart of Kagoshima's most exciting place, Tenmonkan. Tenmonkan, or Astronomical Hall, got its name from its roots in the 1700s, where Shimazu Shigehide established this area as an astronomical observatory. In fact, this area is filled with history. Not too far from this area is where Francis Xavier landed in Japan in the 1500s. This colorful stained glass mural illustrates his voyage from Europe to Kagoshima, being the first person to bring Christianity to Japan. Walk into the arcade from any of its many entrances, and you'll find yourself in an endless maze of arched ceilings. Covering you from rain, and more importantly, the falling ash from the nearby volcano. These coverings encapsulate a mixture of restaurants, shops, cafes, entertainment, and more. So, um, Natsuki, uh, when you look at those, you know, those arches, mm -hmm. that long arcade, you think home. Yes. Why? That's where I grown up. That's where you grew up? Mm -hmm. Grew up. Now tell us about your family business. Uh, it's here in Tamonkan, right? Right. My family have their own business, family business, and they have kimono shop in Tamonkan. Named Obi. Obi, yeah. Obi, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bought a kimono there once. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Howdy, I think it was, yeah. I think I only own one kimono and I'm pretty sure it was a gift. Yeah. What did what did what did you get a kimono for? I don't know, just for a laugh. Just for a yeah, laugh. Just for going out and you you're know. not talking you're talking about a kimono, not like a yukata, right? No no uh, kimono howdy, I think it was. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, in the opening credits to our show you actually see a little bit of the kimono shop that uh, uh, Natsuki's family owns where she's, you know, pulling out the orange kimono, the beautiful yeah. orange kimono. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alex, when you know when you see that video, the introduction of of Temokan, how do you feel? 
Man, it's like a place to go on the weekend with my family, you know what I mean? To go to is, stroll around, you know. Is it a is it a family friendly place? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. So I mean go there and get a coffee, walk around the shops for a bit with the kids and because there's no roads in the arcade itself, the kids can kind of run around. And coach people are so welcoming for little kids especially, right? Yeah. Mm. So I mean Natsuki was saying just before we started that like, you know, restaurants in other prefectures might not be so welcoming to kids. But even here, like ramen shops, which are famous for kind of, you know, being a place where businessmen will go for a quick meal or whatever, mm-hmm. really welcoming to little children and families as well. Right. So, you know, that environment's just so kind of unique and Kagoshima-like, right? Yeah, I think if you go to a major, de- <clears throat> excuse me, if you go to a major downtown area in like Tokyo or Osaka, there's a lot of business people. Yeah. But in, in Tamaokana, it's really a, a mixture and you actually see a, a lot of families and there's yeah. actually a lot of family-friendly facilities here as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Places to change babies and, you know, places, there's a nearby park where you can go with your with your small children. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and as you said, Alex, the people in Tamaokana, in general in Kagoshima, but especially in Tamaokana because you're so close together, the people in Tamaokana are so friendly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're chilled, right? Really chilled out. And you were saying they walk slower than everybody else as well. Right. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. They absolutely do. Like if you go, you go to Tokyo, you just got back from Tokyo. Yeah, if you yeah. go to Tokyo, I mean, everybody's like almost running. Yeah. You know, they're busy. They got places to go. Tamaokana's more like, hey guys, just calm yeah. down, relax. Chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take your time. No rush. Kagoshima. It's cool. Yeah. yeah it's the different world. Yeah. Port side, you know, tropical. Yeah, kind of environment, you little, know, laid back, a little bit more south. Yeah, yeah. A bit more southern. Yeah, yeah. Now speaking of families, uh, if you come to if you come to Temokan, one of the very first things that people like to do is hit up a very very famous type of sweet. Mm. Shirokuma literally means polar bear, but in this case, we're not talking about an animal. We're talking about the quintessential dessert of Kagoshima. A dish made from shaved ice and condensed milk. Mix in some toppings such as fruit and you have a delectable contrast of sweet and tart. Perfect for those hot Kagoshima summers. All right, let's talk about Shirokuma for a second here. Oh, First, my you, what? Favorite. Your favorite. Mm-hmm. Have you, both of you, have, have, I assume, have had Shirokuma before. Yeah. Yes, of course. Natsuki, how do you feel about it? It's very sweet and my, you know, a lot of fruits are in there. It's, you got to try it. You got to try it. Oh, yeah. you, Many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex, how do you feel about Shirokuma? Yeah, it's delicious, man. I mean, like, I ordered the one at Mujaki, yeah. the shop that was just featured. And like, um, I thought I'm a Western guy. Like, I'm, I can eat a lot. Uh, and ordered the biggest one. Oh, oh, did you? I've Massive. seen. I've, I've, <laughs> I've never huge. actually seen the real one, but I've seen photos of yeah. it. How big is oh, it? Oh, it's like huge. It's like wow. you know, bigger than my head. No, this is not <laughs> intended for one person, is it? No, no, no. I didn't really read the menu very carefully, <laughs> but it was delicious. You know, the 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 condensed milk and the shaved ice and stuff. It's not too sweet. It's sweet, but it's not too sweet, and it's not too heavy either. So the ice is like it's not crunchy like you might imagine. It's really fluffy and light. Mm-hmm. Um, like like powdered snow, right? Yeah, 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 and mixed with the kind of the fruits as well. It tastes really nice. It's great. Someone told me once that the 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 condensed milk, the milk in the shirokuma, really balances out the sweetness. Kind of like you know sometimes when you eat cake, 
and you drink milk or you have yeah. like chocolate chip co- cookies and milk. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that good balance that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It works really well together. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And here, oh, sorry. On a hot day though as well. Yeah. In summer, it's just beautiful, man. Kagoshima can get a little hot, guys, because we are in the south. And so, you know, when you are out in the summertime and you're, you know, you're, you're kind of sweating a little bit, and you just want that refreshing uh, uh, something to eat outside because Shirokuma, you can, they give it to you in this like little funnel mm. so you can carry it around and actually, Natsuki, in Japan, carrying around food and eating it outside it's not really a thing, right? Right, it's not really a thing but like during the f- summer festival or even like usual holidays we can enjoy, you know, take out. So, some, some like mm. carrying and eating foods but Shirokuma, any time of the year, mm-hmm. you can get it and walk around with it and no one will mind. Right. Yeah. And then they have a lot of flavors too. Like not only like condensed milk, they have like strawberries, mango, chocolate. So my favorite is chocolate Shirokuma. It's like you, just like you said, chocolate milk. So uh, it's like a chocolate milkshake. Yeah. They also have azuki beans, right? Yeah, azuki beans are also in there and it's really good. Now, there's a, there are many different shops that, sh- that sell Shirokuma, so don't just think it's just one. In fact, there's a famous shop that's uh, another famous shop that's near Tamonkan um, that has, I think, the purest ice or something like that? They're famous for their ice? Oh, uh, you, Yanagawa Hyoshi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, That shop is, has like people waiting a long line. Yeah, even in the buy. hot mm-hmm. heat of summer, mm-hmm. yeah. you'll see like 20 or 30 people just waiting in line, you know, fanning themselves, waiting for that pure ice Shirokuma. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crystal clear though, the ice block they use to make it. With. I've seen that. Yeah. It's, like it's on display, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like just amazing quality, you know? Yeah. And it's amazing so fluffy quality. as well, really nice, yeah. And it's something that you can obviously like really enjoy with your whole family. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, from dessert to ancient history, I want you guys to learn about a dojo that's here in Tamokan. And for that, we're gonna flip to a video with Alex. Hello, Alex here. So when we think of Japan, we obviously think of uh, many different things, but one of the things we do think of is samurai uh, and samurai culture. And I'm happy to say that uh, one part of samurai culture is still uh, here today in Kagoshima, uh, and that's why we've come to the Jigenyu Swordsmanship Museum right here in Kagoshima city center. We're gonna have a walk around the museum today, uh, and then we're gonna do a brief demonstration of the actual techniques of Jigenyu as well. Okay, so here we are at the Jigenyu Historical Records Museum. As you can see behind me, there are lots of uh, materials on display here. First one I want to show you is right over here. So this is the founder of Jigenyu. His name was Togo Tobe Hizennokami Chui. So he was called Chui by his students, for short. Uh, and he lived towards the end of the Warring States period here in Japan in the late 1500s. Uh, and he was raised as a samurai. At the age of seven, he's said to have killed a thief uh, using his dagger. Um, and he also trained in martial arts uh, until the age of around 21 or 22. So in 1587, he went with his lord up to Kyoto um, because at the end of the Warring States period, uh, the samurai um, realized that their you know, fighting skills may not be necessary in a time of peace and they needed to learn other skills in order to survive. So Togo Chui went up to Kyoto to learn about lacquer wear um, and uh, goldsmithing as well. So while he was in Kyoto, Togo Chui learned uh, this here, makie, this kind of skill of putting gold leaf onto lacquer work uh, from the Goto family. Uh, and we have some real examples of his work here. These are actual bowls that Togo Chui made himself by hand. 
and we still have them in the collection here. But while he was in Kyoto, um, he was staying at a temple, uh, and it was there he met a Buddhist monk by the name of Zenkichi. So Zenkichi's picture is right over here. So Togochi heard that Zenkichi practiced a form of swordsmanship called Tenshin Shoji Genryu, um, and Chui, being a, a kind of strong warrior himself, wanted to test out if Zenkichi was the real deal. So they ended up having a duel, and Zenkichi beat Togochi uh, quite easily. So Togochi then asked Zenkichi to become his teacher, uh, and after three days of bargaining with him, he eventually brought him some sweets uh, and some presents as well, uh, and Zenkichi agreed to teach Togochi uh, the secrets of Tenshin Shoji Genryu. So after learning the secrets of Tenshin Shoji Genyu from the monk Zenkichi, Togo Chui came all the way back to Kagoshima to a place called Torigoe near Kokubu, and he practiced uh, for three years striking the persimmon trees in his garden with a wooden stick. So he actually killed off all the trees around his garden because he trained so hard. Uh, and when people found out he'd created a new style of swordsmanship, um, challenges came to test his strength. And he was actually undefeated in 47 duels during this time. So finally, the Lord caught wind of uh, Togo Chui's prowess and asked him to have a, a duel with his domain instructor of a school called Taisharyu. Togo Chui beat the Taisharyu instructor and then became the instructor for the whole of the Satsuma province. So as you can see here, uh, Jigenyu was one of the key skills that the samurai learned. So they practiced martial arts. So you can see there's a samurai sat here next to a broken pole. This is the pole they strike to practice. Uh, and in the background we can see there's a young samurai playing Satsuma Biwa, which is a musical instrument much like a lute. Uh, and finally there's another young samurai there practicing calligraphy as well. So samurai and Satsuma were supposed to be not only strong warriors but also cultured gentlemen and a good example to the common classes as well. So you can see here we've got uh, two swords that the samurai would thrust into the belt. They always had two. So the longer sword, uh, katana, or tachi, it's usually called, and then the short sword, which is usually called a wakizashi. So they would wear both of these thrust into their belt as a symbol of their status uh, as warriors. Okay, so the Jigenyu Historical Records Museum is not only a museum, there's also a dojo attached to the building as well. Uh, and I actually practice here too. So today we're gonna take a special look inside uh, and see how Jigenyu is practiced today. So behind these doors, we can see the practice area. And as you can see, the first thing you might notice is the floor isn't wood, wooden boards like you would find in a, a modern martial arts dojo. It's actually just packed dirt on the floor. Okay, as you can see, we have a, a dirt floor and we have several poles like this buried in the ground. So these poles are about the height of a, a person, slightly taller than me, as you can see, and they're buried about one meter underground as well. And these are used for a striking practice called tategi uchi where we strike on both sides uh, diagonally to simulate cutting through the neck, through the body, and then out through the hip of the opponent. So what do we hit these with? We use these weapons over here. So most people will be familiar with a wooden sword that looks like this from other schools of swordsmanship, perhaps, or kendo, stuff like that. But for Jigenyu, we mainly use tree branches that have been cut off and dried out like this. So this is from a, a tree called Yusunoki, which is found in the southern part of Japan. And it's very, very hard uh, wood, and it doesn't break very easily. So we go and cut these down in the mountains and dry them for between five and seven years. As you can see up there, we've got lots and lots of 
uh, branches ready to be used. Um, and then we use these to strike the tatagi and practice tatagiuchi, our basic style of practice. If you want to try out Jigenyu for yourself, check out our website, drop us an email, and we'll let you know about availability. Okay, thank you for joining me today, and take care. All right, Alex. Um, I, got, I think everybody at home is probably ha has the same question on their mind. Mm -hmm. The voice. Right, okay. All right, when we watch, like, you know, kendo and things like that, we see, we see kind of similar actions, mm -hmm. but that... That soul-piercing voice, that warrior scream is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit unique uh, compared to other arts. I mean, kendo does have kakegoe or kiai, where they shout mm -hmm. as well. But uh, the particular kind of high-pitched voice in Jigenyu is a bit unusual. So we actually... What, what's the, is there a purpose for that? What's the reason? Yeah, to... I mean, there's a couple of reasons. So most people think it's to scare the opponent, but that's not really the reason per se. It's... I mean, because I, I got to tell you, okay, really quick, a little side story. When yeah. we were filming that, okay, in, in the dojo, we've got the camera, you've got a, you've got a wireless mic mm. on, camera guy's got his headphones on, he's holding the camera. Mm. It's like, okay, go. None of us were prepared for the voice <laughs> that you, that you yeah. just... I mean, the camera guy was just like reeling in pain going, oh my God. And I, was, I wasn't listening on the microphone. I was just standing near you mm -hmm. and I felt like, like my hair is just standing up on the back of my neck. It just, it, it was like a warrior cry. I never heard something like that before. Yeah, it's not something you experience on a daily basis. Especially usually. since you just like, <laughs> you just threw it out there. It just came, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's like... Um, I suppose it does scare the opponent as well, obviously. And it's something that people don't usually hear. So it is kind of scary, right? If somebody's to, to hear a grown man like yell, yeah. that, like a blood curdling, you know, warrior's cry. And on the screen, I mean, it said warning loud, but if you do it right in front of somebody, it's much, much louder. Let me tell you, when, when editing the video, the editor is just like bringing down the levels yeah. on your mic just to, just to make sure it's not like blowing out your speakers. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, another reason behind it is because when you scream like that and shout loud, your head kind of goes, blank your mind goes blank it psychs you up yeah yeah and also your hands grip more tightly and you know your core muscles engage as well ah. so it adds power to the strike too so that's that's another reason behind is it. that is that like when you when you when you work out for example in in the gym they always tell you to breathe out yeah. while like while you're doing your workout Absolutely, yeah or, same thing i guess or tennis players when they hit the ball they grunt right yeah same thing just to get that you know tightness in the hand and you know hip action together at the same time so it's exactly the same thing now um now related to this there's there's a saying in jigenyu i'm not i'm not sure what the japanese is but it's like something about first strike yeah so ichi no tachi otogawazu ni no tachi wa make so what does that mean so it means never doubt the first strike uh, the second strike will always lose now explain that so basically it means putting all your effort and energy behind uh, the first action never doubting yourself uh, and then you'll win but if you worry whether you're going to win or not, or you're doubtful about your own abilities, you'll fail. 
So it's not just about, you know, combat and swordsmanship and, you know, injuring people and things like that. It's more about the daily challenges that you have in life and your work. So this is a philosophy that we can apply to our lives. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's the idea of this practice is to give, you know, added value to your life, not, not to go around, you know, hurting people and stuff. And, um, you know, one of the key teachings is never draw your sword in Jigenyu. So you train wait, to be wait, a tough wait. warrior, wait, but wait, don't wait. fight with people. You become a, a master swordsman. Yeah. And the point is to never draw your sword. And to never have a fight. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the idea, right? So huh. they say, don't say anything rude. Don't do anything rude. Uh, never draw your sword. Um, yeah. But if Whoa. somebody attacks you, then, you know. Ah, Self-defense. In a state of, they call it munem musol. So it means like, you know, um, how to explain it. A state of flow. Yeah, okay. You automatically defend yourself and cut the other person down. So these are like, I mean, I hate to compare, but these are like the scenes in Jackie Chan movies where he's like, oh, I'm a nice guy, don't punch me. But then when they start punching him, he's like, yeah, that's just knows like, what to do. Yeah, it's like a simplified kind of, you know, version <laughs> of it or whatever, yeah. Yeah, something like that. How long have you been doing Jigenyu? I mean, it's, it's what, like 15 years maybe, but I've been doing traditional Japanese martial arts for about 20, 20 what, now. What got you into Jigenyu? I mean, it's, it's a unique, it's, it's very historical, but yeah. it's, it's a very unique martial art that's not as popular as other, like karate yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Um, so, I mean, in England, I did kendo and ei, which is like drawing the sword and cutting with it. Um, and my teachers over there knew Jigenyu. Um, oh. And they said, if you go to Kagoshima, you know, this is the real deal. Not many people can practice this. They might not be welcoming at first, but if you get in there, you're going to see a whole different world of Japanese culture that most people would never be able to access. I mean, that's true. Um, there's not a lot of foreign people in Jigenyu. Maybe you... Yeah, and there's a, another guy who lives in Tokyo who's like... So like two. Yeah, so there's just two of us. Um, and it's been great opportunity. I've been to so many shrines and temples to demonstrate and even demonstrate in front of the Crown Prince of Japan, who, wow. who's now the emperor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That must have been a big honor. Yeah, that was really nerve-wracking. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, yeah, it is. It would be nervous. It would be nervous. I would be nervous to be in front of the emperor. Yeah. yeah. Now, now tell me, we're, we're today's show is about Temon Khan. Mm -hmm. The dojo for your Jigenyu dojo is in Temon Khan. Why is it in Temon? You know, you mm -hmm. think you know Temon Khan live, lively nightlife and you know restaurants and shops. Yeah. Dojo. Why? So basically, the area that it's in was uh, one of the areas where the big samurai houses were. Oh, okay. Uh, historically. Historically, right? Yeah. So uh, the Togo family who taught Jigenyu had a big house in that region, uh, and that land was given to them by the Shimazu clan. Oh. Shimazu family were the feudal lords. Um, and it's been there ever since. So, you know, we've been in the same location for 350, 60 years. Yeah. Um, before that, they were a little bit closer to the main castle, but, um, you know, it burnt down and it was moved to its new location. So, new, yeah. but new is not very but new. new hundreds is, of years. Yeah, you know. hundreds of years old. So it's like a piece of living history that's, yeah. that's still there in the city. Yeah. It's amazing when you walk by it, you can hear you guys like yeah. like shouting and you're just like, oh, they're practicing. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, it's one of the only places in Japan where you can walk through town and hear a sound that people 300 years ago would have been hearing. You wow. Know? It's very, very unusual. Yeah. Now, um, now you said in the video that if we want to practice Jigenyu ourselves, we can contact them. Mm -hmm. And of course, the museum I recommended for everyone. But there's a there's a there's a place in Kagoshima. It's not in Temokan. It's a little bit far, you know, a little bus ride away sure. where we can practice a little bit of Jigenyu, right? Yeah. So if you go to Sengayen, which yeah. is the kind of house and gardens of the Shimazu family, World Heritage Site, World here Heritage Site as well. Yeah. If you go into there, there's a small Jigenyu area as well mm -hmm. where there's some information about the school and also a tategi. Uh, that you can strike yourself as and, well and shout and shout as well if you wish but i don't know if people around you will be so happy about that but have you ever hold the stick yeah it's very heavy 
It's because it's very, very hard wood. So it's not, you don't, it's very, it's not light. It's, it's heavy. It's real. Mm, yeah. I experienced once in at the Sengon Yang. Yeah. Yeah. It was very heavy. Right. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you guys have to, I mean, if you, the old ways, I mean, I hear that the guys would strike 10,000 times in one day. Do you, do you do that, Alex? I've tried it, but I, you know, it's quite hard for, okay. a, for a modern person to do. <laughs> so yeah, they used to say Ashtani Sanzen, Yuni Hasan, so 3,000 in the morning and 8,000 in the afternoon oh, no. or the evening, whatever. Um, so they were hardcore back in the day, you know. Well, uh, listen, if you, if you are practicing that much every day, then you need to keep up your stamina. And the next thing I want to go to in, in our Temmonkan tour is a very unique and delicious restaurant right here in Temmonkan. Once the sun goes down, head over to Bunkadori, or Culture Street, the nightlife heart of Tenmon Khan. Nestled inside the bars and hostess clubs, here you can find this restaurant, Sui Jin, or Drunk God. This place's uniqueness lies in its top shelf Kagoshima Wagyu beef and pork. Just look at that marbling. And combining that with this, a black piece of the earth's heart, a yogan plate cut from dried magma. These yogan plates take over 10 minutes to flame heat. They work much like a seasoned iron skillet, allowing you to make the most delicious yakiniku in all of Japan. Let's just listen to that satisfying sizzle. And since these ingredients are locally sourced, you can easily enjoy the best umami of your life without breaking the bank. Now I gotta tell you, Sui Jin is one of my favorite places in all of Japan. Not just Temokan, not just Kagoshima, but all of Japan to bring guests to. Mm -hmm. You guys have both been there, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex, we recently went there with some international friends. Yes, yeah, yeah. What was, what was their reaction? Great, like usual. You know what I mean? <laughs> the quality of the produce first yeah. is always the number one thing. I mean, it's just such great quality. Um, and then obviously the yoga and yaki, the lava plate. Yeah. So unusual. And, uh, and expensive. Yeah. Let yeah. me tell you, one yeah. of those plates is, you know, several hundred dollars. Yeah. And they apparently don't last very long because, because they're a natural thing. They end up cracking and you have to replace them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the porous nature of the rock, the, the kind of fat soaks into it as well. Yeah, and it comes back out like, a, like an yeah. iron skillet. Yeah, yeah. So it's just so nice. It stays seasoned for a while. So if you go into the restaurant, you see the one that's like, you know, more oil, that has more oil in it, that's the one that you want. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Natsuki, you've been there before. What was your take on it? Oh, I love beef, pork, and chicken. So you are the Kagoshima woman. <laughs> yeah. The Kagoshima woman. It's really good. Now, you, Natsuki, you've lived in Kagoshima and you've also, also lived in other places in Japan. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us how, you know, special it is that we have access to this high quality beef, easy and affordable beef and pork here in, in Kagoshima? Uh, so uh, tell them about Kagoshima beef is number one, Ka uh, Japanese number one. So uh, Kagoshima mm -hmm. is the reigning champion for the most delicious beef in all of Japan. Wagyu Olympics. Yeah, the Wagyu Olympics. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's true. Now, if you eat Kagoshima beef, and that they serve this in a lot of the top restaurants in like Tokyo, Osaka, things like that. Um, if you go there and you eat the beef that we produce here, it's going to cost you 10 times as much over there. Yeah. Right. Here, you're closer to the source, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, at, at, at uh, CDG, you can get like A4, A5 level. Like we're talking like, I mean, you saw the video, guys. I mean, it's like butter. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, there's such a long history of eating meat here as well, though. I mean, yeah. even back in the samurai days when the rest of the Japan was eating like fish and vegetables just only, really. I mean, we, we eat fish and vegetables here, too. Of course. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, this culture of eating pork and stuff like that, you know, it's just so deeply ingrained into the region. And the, and the, the samurai, the, the, the fighters were big. Yeah, yeah. They were yeah, historically average, big. Average uh, height was bigger than the rest of Japan, yeah. samurai in this region, because of the meat eating, right? And they you were know. feared. They were feared amongst yeah. the other, you know, areas in Japan. And so, you know, that's where you get all that stamina from. Yeah. All right, guys, after you get your bellies full of delicious Wagyu, the next step is to go have a drink. Konnichiwa. 私は天文館で居酒屋レイナ横浜っていう店を経営してます。森レイナです。よろしくお願いします。居酒屋なんですけど、え、たくさんの人とえ、えっと、焼酎というのは、ま、鹿児島がたくさん品って言って鹿児島で作ってる、ま、芋焼酎って言って、さつまいもなんですよ、原料は。で、鹿児島って お湯を先に入れて、その後焼酎を入れて、だいたい飲む時の温度がま、50度、40度から50度ぐらいのちょっとぬるめで飲むのお湯割りと言います。お湯で割るってことですね。それからえっと、氷だけのロックで今ちょ
あとはやっぱりこういうお店に入って鹿児島の食べ物とか焼酎とかあその文化に触れてもらいたいですね。I think that if there is a place in all of Temokan that you want to really experience the people of Kagoshima, it's Yokoban.、Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alex, you were saying while we were watching the video just now how Kagoshima dialect, how, how, <laughs> how much Dana's Japanese sounds so Kagoshima. Yeah, if you don't speak Japanese, you may not notice, but if you speak Japanese, you'll see she's got real. Kagoshima intonation.、Yeah. <laughs> so it's,、uh, it's, it sounds so exotic even for Japanese people, right? Coming down here. Yeah. I love walking in front of her shop, especially in the afternoon when she's setting up and everything.、Uh, instead of, usually Japanese people will say, Oskari sama, which is like, you know,、uh, you know, thank you for your hard work kind of thing. It's just a, a, a casual greeting. But with Dana, she says the, the Kagoshima version is, Oyato san! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says it with such enthusiasm that every time it just makes me like, put a smile on my face. But she's one of the most energetic people I know, I think. I've never I mean? seen her be negative. I know.、No. She's so positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Natsuki, you frequently go to a Yokoban. Tell me, what, what do you think about favorite, it? My favorite, favorite place. I truly recommend you to go there because Dana is so friendly. Yeah. And then she's good at you know, making people friends each other. Yeah, Making、yeah. the connections. Right, right, right. So it's,、uh, of course, food is good, drink is good, and then, you, like you said, you can feel real Kagoshima people there, and it's very fun. When you were watching that video, you were seeing some of your friends in the video. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's, it's really like,、uh, you know, there's an American TV show, Cheers, where everyone knows your name. Yeah, yeah. Yokoban is like the, the place that you can just get connected to the heart and soul of,、mm -hmm. of Temokan and Kagoshima there. Yeah. The people are just so friendly. Right. So, I mean, there's a, a pictures from a couple of years back, but like, When that comes back again, man, it's going to be yeah, fun. I yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, right now, unfortunately, because, you know, the situation around the world,、uh, you know, it, it's a little bit quieter than it usually would be. But, you know, come spring or maybe, you know, autumn or spring or something like that, when it bounces back, I think that Yokoban is、yeah. going to be probably go back to even, be even more popular、right. than it ever was before. Yeah, I'll be there. And especially if you guys want to try shochu, the local、uh, liquor here, which is, you know, part of the heart of the, the friendliness of, of Kagoshima people, is the, the drinking culture here.、Um, if you ask a person in, in, say, Tokyo about the image of a Kagoshima person in drinking, what, what's the image? Heavy drinker. Heavy drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I would say heavy drinker, but most people think you're, they're like, they're ha they have high alcohol tolerance, even the women. Yeah. Which is probably true. <laughs> but another thing is when you sit next to somebody in like an izakaya or a bar or whatever, like、yeah. that, always get talking to you. Yeah. You know,、um, that's something you don't really experience so much in other regions of Japan.、Perhaps. It's true. You know yeah, I mean? they'll, they'll yeah. talk to you, like, hey, where are you from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, shochu can be a kind of a group drink, you know, if, especially if you have the bottle on the table、mm. and you all have your glasses. I mean, you can share the bottle and it becomes more of a, you know, like a, a, a device for communication. Yeah. And because there's,、uh, you know, there's so many shochu makers here in Kagoshima, there's so many different flavors. When you come here, make sure that you try the shochu.、Uh, it, you know, if you've never had it before, you might be a little surprised because it's, you know, it's, it, it is a pretty strong alcohol, but. Uh, you'll grow to love it and you know, the various drinking styles of it. And the best place to do it, I think, is Yokoban. Yeah. And if you can get to a kura as well to see how it's made. Yeah. You know, distillery, it's always a great adventure as well. Yeah. If you don't spend your whole time in Temokan, I would. But if you don't, <laughs> you, there's, there's lots of、uh, factories and, and distilleries around here that you can go on tours with.、Uh, you just, you know, we'll, we'll maybe put some of that information in, in the comments or the, the description of the video.、Mm -hmm. All right. 
after you've had your fill on, on Wagyu, you've got your camaraderie with the people in Yokoban, maybe you want to finish your night at a bar. But this next bar might keep your eyes busy for the entire time that you're there. あの、コット 小さい私はとてもあの、さつまたくさんのあの、文化交流がちっちゃい店なんですけども、できたらいいなと、そういうのを発信できたらいいなと思ってですね。もう僕もこれ全て一時扱いなんで、もし誰か次の方がいればまたそこにバトンタッチですね。もうそれも本当に歴史だと思うんですね。で、こういうもう今必要ないものがあったとしても、きっとまたそこからすごくカルチャーが
ものを集めたりとかしてですね誰かに伝えてまたそれがまた今こんなコロナの時代なんですけど元気になっていただければ私もそれはすごく嬉しいですそんな感じですはい um, I have a little story about his bar that I want to mention、uh, Alex you brought in foreign press to, to, to Kagoshima yeah yeah during the rugby world cup yeah and、uh, you know we had all these reporters and they they had seen their fair si-、uh, share of Kagoshima various places And then it was the end, end of the evening, and you asked me, Hey, you know, I'm looking for a, you know, a last place to go with these guys. Where do you think would be a good place?、Mm-hmm. And I recommended Karakara,、yeah. which is Ishii san's、uh, bar there. And what was their reaction? So, I mean, the, the shot wasn't in the video, but when you go up the stairs to get to it, the door for a start is quite small. You have, not, to, you have to bow and、yeah. go in. It's not a normal door. So, it's like, first reaction was, What is this place <laughs> we've been taken to? <laughs> <laughs> so we went inside,、um, and right in front of you, you'll see just thousands and thousands of kind of retro toys and all kinds of stuff.、Uh, and the seats are actually from an aeroplane as well. Yeah, three rows of an aeroplane. <laughs>、uh, so you have to buckle yourself in when you sit down.、Um, and it's just nuts, man. You know, it's such a crazy experience. But I mean, all of those journalists wrote about it.、So、yeah. That, that place is in like five national newspapers.、I'm、not joking. Because I was, I was with、yeah. them from earlier in the evening and they started to kind of, you know, as maybe jet lag or whatever it was, they started to get a little tired towards the end of the night. The second we, we, <laughs> we entered that bar, they were like wide awake and just like, what is this place? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's just so crazy. I mean, the other thing he was saying about celebs as well, I mean, he does like celebrities. And if you look at the pictures on the wall, If you're a Japanese person or you live in Japan, you'll know like every one of them. them. <laughs> yeah. It's like former prime ministers,、um, actors, there's, singers. There's, if, you're from a, if you're from a foreign country, Ken Watanabe, which everybody、yeah. knows, yeah. He, he met him, his picture's in the video. Yeah, he went a couple of times, apparently. Yeah, right? yeah. And he's also got bottles of shochu ready with celebrities' names on. Assuming <laughs>、uh, that they're going to come. Yeah, assuming they're going to turn up. <laughs> so he's got、uh, several ready already, and he's got a few spares with no name, so he can quickly. Write it up and give them a present when they turn up. I,、so. I tell you, my favorite part I mean, even though he's got all of that stuff in his bar, I think my favorite part of Karakara is Mr. Ishii. He's、yeah. just so, he's such a character. He's like a character that lives in that little place. It's,、yeah. it's really like a magical little place. Natsuki, you've been there before. I have. What, what do you think about it? I once drank alcohol with test tube. Oh, yeah, yeah,、right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Now, we can't, we can't mention all the different types of. Cups that he has because、um. some of them border on the adult side, but you know, there, there are he has he, he what what the master is really really good about is reading your kind of aura.、Oh, yeah. And he, he, if he thinks that you're kind of like, oh, this person will, you know, will enjoy the more adult side of humor or clean side of humor, he'll just he'll kind of meet you at that. Yeah, and there's just So much stuff in there.、Mm-hmm. Like, he'll look at you and be like, oh, come here, look at this. Have you seen this? And he'll find something that you're interested in. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's just a, it's like a magical little place. He's like a curator of his own little museum. museum or, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's weird. But all those things are memories, though. They're people's memories from, you know, times gone by. So all that kind of energy is in there as well, right? And when you, go, when, when you go there with different generations,、uh, generations of people,、mm. they all look at the d- different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the toys and the, the things from their generation. It is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah.、Uh, all right, guys, that has been our introduction to Temonkan. Now we have a little bit of time left at the end of the show. We want to take it to the live comments.、Uh, I've been watching you guys' comments on my phone.、Uh, if you guys have any questions or want to have a shout out or anything like that, now is going to be the time to that. So I'm going to get to some of our questions now. So we've got, a,、uh, we've got one from Mr. Magnus.、Uh, 
Uh, he asks, I guess it's a he, maybe it's a she. Uh, how bad is the falling ash in Tenmon Khan? How bad is it? It depends on the time, isn't it? Summertime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in winter, they say it blows the other direction to Osami Peninsula. Yeah. So it doesn't, you know, fall so much on the city. And in summertime, it blows the other direction to, towards the city. But it just depends on how active the volcano is. So there's ash all over my car now because I've not cleaned it for four days. But, um, you know, until then, about two or three weeks, there wasn't much ash fall at all. So, so the ash, it, it depends on two things. It depends on the direction of the wind and then also how active Mr. or Mrs. Sakurajiba is. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it gets really bad. I mean, I remember one time about nine years ago, it looked like it snowed gray, mm. yeah, yeah. gray snow. Mm. It was like this much ash throughout all of Temon Khan. Mm. It looked like a bomb had fell. You know, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was, it was like war zone. But the thing is, is like, even though that happened and the whole city gets covered in ash, a couple days later, it's clean. Again, it's right. clean. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just clean it up. Right. It's crazy. But they also have uh, Sakurajima Joku Kazamuki mm -hmm. in the morning on the news, which is the air. Explain what this is. It's the wind direction above Sakurajima. Yeah. So if the arrow points into the city, it means put your laundry in the house. Right, right. If it points the other direction, it's, yeah, we're not just sweep up. <laughs> so usually in wherever you are, if you're watching the, the weather report on the morning news, you know, it's got like the map with like little sunshines or like little rain clouds or whatever. Mm. After that map in Kagoshima, we get another map that has like the the peninsula and the volcano in the middle with like what Alex said with an arrow pointing. This is the direction the wind is going. So the ash, if there's ash, will go that way. Yeah. And we also get the yellow bags. There's one just off camera, actually. The yellow bag that we can put the ash in. And they recycle yeah. it sometimes. But yeah. 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 There's really nothing to do with that stuff. True. All right. Let's continue. Uh, how, let's see. How do we uh, sign up for the martial art of Jigenyu? So um, it's not that easy to sign up for Jigenyu, to be totally honest. You can come along to the museum and have a look at the historical records, or you can maybe uh, do a, a trial of Tatagiuchi. Just try it out. Okay. If you actually want to join, you have to come and watch a proper practice. Um, and then you'll sit among the students, and then we'll ask you some questions afterwards about why you're interested in it and things like that. It really is like a gentleman's club, isn't uh, it? It's, it's quite hard to get into. So we, we do look at people for a couple of years and after about five years or so, then you can do proper entry to the school. Did you guys just hear that? Five years of, of, of appealing to get into the Jigenu school and you maybe you might get- So you can train in that five years, but you won't be a proper student until uh, they've properly looked at your character and how hard you're gonna work at it. So and, it's not yeah. just your skill with the sword, it's also who you are as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow. 100%, yeah. Um, so let me ask you this, if we wanted, like we said in the video, you know, to contact them, we, uh, is there a website for the dojo? So yeah, there's a website. If you search for Jigenu, it's uh, jigen-new.com, I think maybe. We'll put it in the description of this video after the, after the live show. So come back and check it out and it'll be down there. Yeah. So there's an English description there and then a, you know, an email address as well. French as well. Also. French. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's see one more. Uh, we have, is there any problem bringing, uh, buying shochu and bringing it back to the United States? No. No. Uh, you know, it's it's really common to get to to take alcohol on the plane, go through customs. When you get back home, you have to you know properly uh, declare it. But yeah, uh, I think in the United States you can get up to two bottles of alcohol duty free. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on that, but uh, you know check check with the airline. But yeah, you can usually take home a bottle. Uh, I had a friend who went home with six bottles, 
a various shochus when he came to visit. So nice. It's totally a thing. So recently, we can find some shochus in the states, Japanese market, right? Too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there are mm-hmm. some Japanese Asian, markets already. Asian supermarkets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In New York, there is a man. By he, I think he's here in Japan now. But before he was、uh, Stephen Lyman.、Mm. Uh, he was pushing shochu as a culture in New York, and so is izakaya shochu culture. And so there, you can actually buy them in 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 the states, in Europe, and things like that. We do have some of the companies here in Kagoshima are you know are distributing them、uh, abroad. So if you search your wherever、mm. you get your alcohol from, you could probably find a bottle. So we're working on a few things towards the states, in particular this year with shochu. So hopefully, you know, you should see some more promotion and stuff out there as well in the coming year. So keep an eye out. All right, guys. Remember, we're on live right now. So if you have any more questions, keep asking us. Okay, we got a question about how would a visitor apply for an appointment? Oh, for Jigenyu for one month. Yeah.、Um, so if you just email us, we'll、uh, you know get. Can you email you. in English? Yeah, you can email in English. I'll I'll respond to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> They'll just <laughs> But, kick it to you. Yeah, just kick it to me, and like I'll, Alex, I'll an English email came here. You do yeah, it. Forward. <laughs> So yeah, we could get back to it and discuss and things like that. Well, that's、so. that's the great thing about you being a part of the Jigenyu Dojo is that you are able to you know extend that culture to a broader audience. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, all kinds of people are interested in it. From people who are interested in history, people who want to get more physically, you know, fit and capable and things like that. Um, to the kind of spiritual side of the practice, there's all kinds of things involved.、So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you when you're holding the stick up above your you know your shoulders like this, and then when you when you're doing the, I've done it only once in、mm. in Sengayan, and I, I could see that getting very tiring very quickly. Yeah, yeah.、Mm. If you use the right body mechanics, it's not so bad though. Yeah,、Mm-mm. like anything, right?、You、get used to it. You can do it with less effort. All right, guys.、Uh, if there's,、hmm? Josh is looking at me. Oh, the person meant apartment. An apartment.、Um, okay. I don't know. You you have to find a, a like a real estate agent,、um, or yeah. I mean, like usually when in Japan, if if, if you guys just want to know, this has nothing to do with Temple Con. But if you want to find an apartment, you go to an agent, and then you just simply tell them like where you want to live, your budget, and then they go and show you a bunch of places.、Mm-hmm. It's a pretty straightforward system. Yeah. You know, you, the only thing that is, if you're a foreign resident, you come to Japan, you、uh, need a what's called a hoshonin, which is a guarantor, someone to sign on your apartment in case there's any trouble. And usually your employer will do that for you、mm-hmm. uh, if you don't have like a relative or something that will, because usually they need to be a Japanese resident, so that might be a hurdle. But some places don't require a whole shonin. So usually, if you're working for a company, the company will support you through that、yeah. process as well, because they'll have people that they know as well. Especially here in Kagoshima, where it's not necessarily the most,、uh, you know, English or you know, foreigner-friendly in terms of like having like things in multiple languages. Uh, you really do need that support from your company,、mm-hmm. so it would be important to have that. But, but I mean, it's it's not that difficult once you once you do it.、Uh, we have another question: recommendations for somewhere to eat raw chicken. Right.、Uh, first of all, let's talk、mm-hmm. about. We didn't talk about this, but what is tori sashi natsuki? Chicken sashimi. Chicken sashimi. Is it completely raw? Yeah, it's. So the out, outside's kind of flash grilled. Yeah, seared. seared flash、right. grilled. Yeah.、Mm. Um, but the inside's raw, right? Yeah, inside is raw. Is it cold? It's cold,、yeah. of course. Yeah, and then it's it's gotta be fresh. Not so tori sashi is like you can't. I mean, you can get it in bigger cities, but it's not recommended because you really need to get it from the source.、Mm. It needs to be really, really fresh. 
And then there's a there's a, a lot of places in, in Kagoshima where you can eat. In fact, you can buy it at the supermarket. Yeah, yeah. supermarket. But and we have in chicken sashimi shop, only shop, a lot of them. Yeah. In, in, yeah, yeah. Do you have a, a, a recommended restaurant if you wanted to try the best torisashi? Oh, Yokoban, they serve very good, you know, torisashi. Yeah. So you, you can get your fill on beef and pork and whatever at uh, Sui Jin and mm-hmm. then go to Yokoban and you can snack on torisashi while drinking shochu. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you have it with a bit of ginger, soy sauce maybe. Mm. Or yeah. garlic. Garlic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, if you've never had it before, torisashi can seem weird at first a little bit. And so if it's kind of, if you feel really, if you're really trepidatious about it, you can just ask them to cook it a little bit more. So it's like, instead of being totally raw, it's just rare. Mm-hmm. And that can be like, kind of like your stepping stone into that world. But yeah, it's totally, it's totally something that I would recommend you do while you're here. Because it's, it's something that's unique to, to Kagoshima. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. yeah. I really like it. Uh, let's see. I love Jap- Japanese onsen. Is there any recommendations in Kagoshima or other prefectures? Uh, oh, there's so, so many, many, right? Alex, what's your favorite onsen? Favorite onsen? I've got a few. So I usually go to Keikokuen, which is near Yoshida. Mm. Okay, so that's a, about 25-minute drive from Temmonkan. About 30 minutes, maybe. 30 minutes, yeah. Okay. Uh, in Temmonkan, I go to Kirishima Onsen, which is like an old-school sento. Yeah, yeah. So it was on um, uh, Chris Broad's Abroad in Japan channel as well. Uh, yeah. That's the place in there. Um, it's kind of like a bit retro looking. Yeah, which I, quite yeah like. I like the retro places. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the good thing about Kagoshima Sento, usually Sento is just like a kind of a, bathhouse. A bathhouse, right? Public bathhouse. So usually in other prefectures, it's heated up water. Yeah. But in Kagoshima, it's all onsen water. So it's actually naturally hot. Yeah, so they, they put the mm. pipes down into the ground and then it you know circulates around with the with the heat from the from the active volcanoes and everything around here. Yeah, and it also a lot of it uses uh, has that kind of like a sulfur and various minerals in it, so it's really good water. Yeah, yeah. So where else? Kodiyama Onsen is another Kodiyama's good one. pretty good. Kodiyama. It's a long way out though. It's quite far. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's loads. Any, yeah. You if, if you want to enjoy the beautiful view, like yeah. with like Sakurajima, you can climb up to the Shiroyama Kang Shiroyama Hotel. Yeah. yeah. It's you can enjoy very beautiful view with you know onsen. Shiroyama Hotel is just above Temonkan, on a little hill, and um, I would say if you've never been to Kagoshima before, that's probably the first onsen that you should try, yeah, yeah, yeah. just simply because of the view. Because yeah. it's on the hill, you can see all of Sakuraji, uh, Kinko Bay, Sakurajima, the city, and the beautiful you know it's like a it's like a pool right it's yeah. really big mm. what do you call it Otemburo Otemburo so we should also recommend the uh, what do you call it uh, Tsunamushi Onsen in Ibuski uh, so you can get buried in the sand you know so detox this is not in Temonkan but it's about maybe an hour and a half drive south from mm. here or you can take a train and like Alex said there's a there's two places that are famous. One is right on the ocean. The other one's a little bit above the ocean. And they they dig a hole. Uh, old ladies, the mm-hmm. old Japanese grandmas, okay? Yeah. Uh, in kind of like, they're like, like uh, yukata. And then they dig a hole in the sand that's naturally heated by the, by the magma below. Mm. And they put you in the hole and then they bury you with the hot sand. And you just, you cook like a potato. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can do like 10 minutes. but Yeah, 10 minutes is um, enough. But you feel great afterwards because your blood flow is just nuts, man. I could do it for three minutes. And when I got out, like all the grandmas were like, <laughs> like that's so quick. Yeah, I didn't, I'm not built for that. But yeah, most people really enjoy it. Yeah. And it's a great opportunity to take a picture because I mean, where can you have a sand bath that's heated by magma vents below the, you know, the surface? It's crazy. I heard a Russian dude did like an hour. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just nuts. I don't think that's safe. Mm. If, <laughs> some, if someone was to do 
an hour, it would be a Russian for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, you wear kimono, yukata, go, when, yukata you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. you go into the sun. Yeah. So it's yeah. not naked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we got, we got a question about how about famous black pork? So Kagoshima is famous for the kuro buta, is a black pork. I think in English it's the... Berkshire pork, yeah. Berkshire pork. Berkshire. Isn't that what you guys say? Berkshire. Whatever. Berkshire. It's spelled <laughs> Berkshire. I'm not Is English. It Americans, man, you can't <laughs> trust the pronunciation. So, so it's uh, it, it comes from England, right? The pig. Originally yeah, it's from originally England. from Britain, yeah. Um, and then uh, developed here in Kagoshima. So the historical pork they ate here wasn't Kurobuta, but um, now it's one of the most famous brands of pork in the world. Yeah. It's so tender, very kind of sweet taste to it almost as well. Um, and my image of pork before I came here was kind of like tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hard. Yeah, like hard to eat and a bit chewy. But when I first ate kurobuta, I was like, oh, come on, I'm not much of a fan of pork, really. Ate it absolutely brilliant. You know? it's, a, it's a different Crazy. experience here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so nice. There, there are a million restaurants that you can get, you know, high-level kurobuta. Uh, if you want to eat for lunch, for example, there's a there's a very popular restaurant called Ichini San. Ichini San's mm-hmm. good, yeah. And it's the it's in the heart of Temonkan, and you can get the pork shabu shabu. Pork shabu shabu. You can get. You can also get the uh, tonkatsu, the tonkatsu filet, and things like that, yeah. where you just a giant piece of pork, deep fried pork. Oh, it's all really really amazing. Actually, this is me. It's like it's like 2 p.m. right now, and I haven't had lunch. Yeah, so I'm really hungry. Making me hungry. If you want good kurobuta as well, you can come to Sengayan Okate Restaurant. Yeah, yeah, great view of Sakurajima right in front of you. Actually, yeah. my friends just came in from Tokyo about two weeks ago, and they went there and they had it. And that's like if you look at their Instagram of all the things that they did in Kagoshima, the number one photo that they took was like that dish yeah. <laughs> with Sakurajima in the background. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was an amazing photo. I mean, Sengayan is just a photo like genic place you can just take so many photos there yeah mm. all day long yeah all right guys any other questions we got a little bit more time if there's no other questions okay all right guys uh that's been our presentation on temon Khan. uh if you guys enjoyed this episode and want us to do more of these kind of special you know tours around the local area episodes just let us know in the comments below uh and we'll see you guys next week thanks so much for watching today Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Small Talk Japan. Small Talk Japan is recorded at Story Studios in Kagoshima. This podcast stars Michi, Natsuki, and Alex, and is produced by me, Josh, and is executive produced by Michi. If you like the show, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review and let us know what you think. Thank you again, and until next week, bye!